The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I need to sometimes not look at my stuff before we get on air. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, no, because I just had a reminder about, um, well, you were here with me uh, doing a Facebook Live while I was recording some new ads yes. for for uh, my company yeah. that are played on this station. I gave you some good ideas. You did. You did. And I was just getting a message from somebody on one of the online dating things, and it just made me think about that. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> just oh, made me think about the ads <laughs> and how funny they are and oh, how no. real and painfully true in some cases. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, no. Sorry. I'm just I'm having a good day. <laughs> I'm just having a good day. I'm in a good mood, but I'm also just cracking up at some stuff. So anyway, never mind me. How's life over in the mortgage world, I sir? I tell you what, they're doing just fine. We're keeping super busy. You yeah. Know, I was just thinking about, you know, every time we have a – uh, a long weekend, and mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, it'll be pretty sparse between uh, you know coming up on to uh, Thanksgiving. What do you mean sparse? Yeah, we don't have any big like holidays. Oh, big holidays. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. I don't know you about got, you. Go Labor Day. Definitely got and plenty then of work. Next, well, yeah, but I mean Labor Day, and then the next big one's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, be yeah. Tr- well, I mean, you got Halloween, but that's not really like a day yeah, off. That's really. just yeah. and, which now oh. Oh, Halloween's going to bite this year. Yeah, it I is. I didn't even thought about it. Thanks a lot kitties. for that. kitties. How are they going to be doing any trick-or-treating? Right. Yeah. Well, they'll have like to. That, it's not going to be a whole new Leave something thing. out on the porch. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. Yeah, a contactless oh. candy pickup. I mean, I don't know. like you, someone rings the doorbell, you put know. a couple pieces. Of the, oh. They're outdoors. Oh, well, it's I. outside. You know what? So that's good. I, maybe we should ask our listeners to send in their ideas for how we should handle Halloween this year. Mm. Wouldn't that be fun and we could share them on air? Sure. Seriously. Like see how send creative them. we can get? Yeah, let's see how creative our listeners are. Yeah. Yeah. Info at teamreba.com. Send in your suggestions for Halloween and how, how we can handle it this year. Yeah. Because it's not like you can do it like a virtual happy hour. What are you going to do? Have a bunch of kids oh. in a room and they're just like eating candy in front of each other? There's your virtual like, candy. Yeah, that's yeah. going to go well. Besides... If the kids and parents, you know what I'm talking about. If the kids don't have candy from trick or treating, <laughs> what are you going to do? How are you going to sneak in their rooms and take their candy? You know, okay, the parents can still just go fix. buy it. Well, <laughs> like, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Not nearly as fun. What are you, you're a candy thief? Is that what you're admitting to here? Oh, my on household. Uh, no, it wasn't me. But in our household, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh-huh. uh, that candy would sort of disappear in the middle of the night. I, I will yeah. say one of my friends for Easter. It was famous in her household that the rabbit's ears would go missing every year <laughs> on the chocolate bunnies. So funny. That's the like, best meme out there, the chocolate rabbit. There's a bite out of his tail end, and, a, and his ears are missing. And the rabbit, one rabbit says, my butt hurts. The other one says, what? <laughs> oh, Thanks. Thanks for that visual. Okay. Um, moving on. So, okay. So, yeah, we have all these, you know, distance holidays. And, of course, remembering that legal holidays for Thanksgiving are like a, 
Thursday and a Friday, right? Mm -hmm. So be paying attention to your contracts when you get around to that time if you happen to be somebody who's in there. However, I think you're bringing that up for a reason because you had before – I mean I know we're doing this post-Labor Day and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but – uh, you and I both had a lot of folks kind of asking for some things right before the long weekend. Oh, I always I always joke about it because I'm I'm always wondering when we come up on a on a busy weekend, a three day weekend, or really almost any weekend for that matter, mm-hmm. who is it going to be that calls me at six thirty Friday night saying, "Oh, remember we talked, you know, two months ago, and uh, you know about maybe me buying a home, and now I found the perfect home, and I'm ready to go, and I need a re- I need an approval letter like right now." And it happens every year, and it's usually before a three-day week. And this this year there were two, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of hit me about six thirty and seven o'clock, you know, Friday night. Of course. And hey, at least it wasn't me. Right. Oh no. Usually no. you complain about me. <laughs> I joke about you. I mean, you actually every now and then I just call you on Friday night. It's like you haven't What's called wrong? yet. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you out right? of town? <laughs> exactly. Are you breathing? <laughs> I, I I bring it up because. Uh, like I, I at have, least if I call you, I know that they've already been pre-approved, and yeah. I'm like, we found the house. I need a new yeah. letter. No problem. Takes me just a few minutes, and I can kind of get that taken care yeah. of. Well, you see, and with a pre-approval, with a mortgage pre-approval, what what I like to have, and I know what you like, is a fully underwritten loan. Yes. Meaning it's not just my opinion. I haven't just kind of punched some numbers into uh, an automated system. I'm not standing in front of a house with my smartphone thinking right. I've got a full-blown loan approval. Uh, we actually verify employment, verify income, we run credit, we look at assets, and one of our loan underwriters actually issues a loan commitment, yes. which is binding. It's to binding to us as the mm-hmm. lender. It's not binding to the borrower. I mean, they can right. still shop around if they yeah. want. But but that carries so much more power and strength when you're making an offer. And so when I get the call at 630 on a Friday, it's like, am I fully underwritten? And it's like, well, no, my friend, you you never sent me the documents I asked for, and mm-hmm. you never filled out the disclosures that we gave you yep. two months ago. Uh, so oh, no, no they not, just think since they did certain parts that it's, well, uh, you know, it's kind of denial a little bit hey, on on that. But yeah, no, no, no I so get that. A little planning mm-hmm. can go a long way because oh, yeah. you know, if if you are fully underwritten. And then you find the mm-hmm. right home, and if there's six or seven people, you know, yeah. fighting for that same home, but you're the only one that's fully underwritten, you got a pretty good. Yeah. Good listing agents know the value of that, and they're like, oh, "I'm really time. happy to hear you say that. Those are mm-hmm. words that are music to my ears. Absolutely, because it makes a difference. Good listing agents, we go out and we verify all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We call those lenders right. and ask. Well, I call them. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, well, no, you're we, usually good about that, but yeah. I'm saying a listing agent because not all the you and I both know this. Not everybody does what you do. Mm-hmm. And if there's multiple offers, you can't have done them all. So, <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. It's like a good listing agent is going to go check. Right. Absolutely. Right? I mean, if you ever ended up with a different real estate agent, and shame on you if you do. Mm. Uh, I'm bad. kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. If you showed up on one of my transactions and I was on the listing agent side, uh-huh. I would at least know, like, this is a good, it's, this it's, is a good one. So, well, and, and fortunately for me, having been mm-hmm. lending forever – that happens to me, you know, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll make an offer and the oh, yeah, you're well agent, known, well I, regarded. If, if I know the listing agent, they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm taking yeah, a deal guy. with Eric. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know that thing's going to close. Right. Exactly. And, which I love. Yeah. yeah which is why I fun. also have a great close rate because uh-huh. you and I work together on so yeah. many transactions. I have a question for you though. Yeah. Because you're talking about the full underwrite, which totally get, we talk about it all the time. We support yep. it on the show constantly. 
appraisal waivers. Now, before yeah. you jump into an answer, before I even ask the question, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, because you're about to, I have a scenario that I need to ask you about. Okay. There is a, another lender out there that had a conversation with me about one of my clients because you know they were going with their big bank because they already have accounts there mm-hmm. where they're seen in a certain light. Sure. Okay. You know kind of what I'm talking about. I do. Our listeners might who've been with us for a while might know what I'm talking about. But basically, I'd had a conversation in advance with this lender contact who, by the way, happens to be in Texas. Uh-huh. So the customers out here, they're dealing with somebody all the way out in Texas, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't know anything about our marketplace, know nothing. Right. Closing costs are way different, too. Uh-huh. And I'm talking, yeah, I could tell you on some of the quotes I've seen, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that insurance yeah. is way off. Yep. And so we were having this conversation where I was asking about appraisal waivers because uh-huh. there are some people still doing appraisal waivers sure. on their multiple offer bids. Mm-hmm. And I was asking, I've got a client with a very large amount of down payment. They're looking for around a million bucks. They've got 300000 potential if they want to use that much. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about what do you think about appraisal waivers. And at the time, he told me, well, if you just send me the address of the property and what you think you're going to you know, have the mm-hmm. offer at, yeah. I can let you know whether or not it's going to qualify in our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a possibility. Okay, but here's my thing. I have one conversation with him about it mm-hmm. where he tells me these things and says, email me addresses. And lo and behold, two weeks go by. We're in a multiple offer situation, and I email him the address and say, hey, I need to know for competitive reasons. And he's like, Oh, we can't do that. If I give you anything off just one address, then I have to redo their entire file. Well, that is true, too. And he said, so I won't do it. I'm like, but well, two weeks me, ago. Why did you tell me you would Two then? weeks ago, you just told me. And I'm like, yeah. so, oh. So, this so, is, so yeah. distill that, that down yeah. for our listeners, please, it's, in two minutes. It's a compliance <laughs> thing. So as as a lender, what, what, what can happen with an appraisal waiver is we, we run the loan through a, a system through either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. It only works for conventional loans right. and, and loans that are within the conforming limits, King, Snohomish, Pierce County, that's loans under 741000 So if we've got that, usually it requires at least about a 10% down payment mm-hmm. or more. And if the borrower's got good credit and our financial ratios and everything are okay, and if the Fannie Mae or the Freddie Mac system has a sufficient database on the property address mm-hmm. where they can kind of reasonably estimate the fair market value of the home, yeah. it'll give us a waiver. Uh, to do that, we have to input the address that that person is correct into the system. Yeah. Once we do that, now we have triggered RESPA, the Real Estate right. Settlement Procedures Act. As a lender, now we are required to disclose on that property. Once we disclose, we can't change the address. So. If the borrower decides to pass on that home and maybe buy something something else, mm-hmm. we'd have to cancel that loan and start a new one. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's 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 it, what's it cost minutes. you? It's, it's, it's twenty minutes. So it's time, not money. It's time. So here's the thing. I mean, it's that a client that client's writing a backup offer. Yeah. And I'm like, we're writing a backup offer. Right. So I need to know so that for the contract, like this seller is willing to sign. This contract, mm-hmm. that if the first deal fails, 
My guy goes directly in. Yeah. So I kind of need to know (laughs) whether or not I can't write the contract. Right. If you can't do it, bozo. You know? So I'm like, bozo, by the way, being the beginning of some of the acronyms for that company. We're using radio terminology (laughs) here. So we're going to have more radio terminology in just a minute. We've got more open house with Team Reba coming right up. Stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And Sundays. From 3 to 4. Uh-huh. And on podcast all the time. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes Ask Alexa, Ask Alexa, whatever your favorite is. That's right. And frankly, just listen. go on in and subscribe and leave a review if you like. Listen to them all. We have yes. five years of content now of, uh, coming up on our fifth anniversary for Open House with yes. In fact, you know what I've been doing lately? Hmm. Picking particular shows out for staff who need to learn on subject matter. It's a great idea. And I'm. No, yeah. seriously. I told yeah. cause, well, because we have these conversations like, well, you know, you're busy and this, you know, you're out doing appointments. So I'm like, yeah, because it's my job. And I'm like, however, there is five years, there's 190 ish shows you can listen to and learn, like online learning all the time, available whenever you like. You can, That's right. in fact, I actually had to tell one of these stuffers, I'm like, Will you just pick one show? I know how much time you have to commute. Pick one show a day. Yeah, just listen. Just yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Like, do you know how much? Not. And the reason why I say that is because you and I have been getting phone calls from listeners. Mm-hmm. And this blows me away. We've been getting phone calls from listeners. And we thank you very much also for taking the time to listen. But I'm laughing because I got a phone call. And the woman's telling me, my daughter's in real estate. I tell her every week to make sure she gets on and listens to yourself. Oh, big shout out to <laughs> Susan. Thank you, Susan, for listening. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm flattered, but also slightly disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good I mean, Because the shows are for consumers. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess if there's some, yeah, I, I have had other real estate agents tell me that they listen to the show and they're like, oh, yeah, I love oh, a lot of stuff. Likewise, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm, yeah. I guess tra- training for free, you know, all these other companies out there who no, aren't, no. In, aren't getting you know, their the, people. The thing is, because I've been doing what? a lot of training lately. There's a lot of new people in the industry and there is a lot of training going on mm-hmm. on the job. I can't tell our listeners enough. Please interview your people ahead of time. I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain a form, explain a process. To, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating because I'm like, and you're getting paid the same as me and you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> beyond belief. Right. But, right. you know. Well, you're, you're the focal point of it too because, you know, in every real estate transaction, somebody has to move that thing forward. There's mm-hmm. not like a, a manager that no, takes there's over no project management who's like watching is everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing. And yeah, it that, usually falls upon either yeah. a particular real estate agent in the transaction or the lender. Right. And that's why I laugh and told you to change that slide in our classes mm-hmm. because before it used to put the escrow officer in the center of everything. I'm like, they oh. barely call anyone. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. Let me retract well, that. Lately, yeah. They, they do. But they're only interacting with certain persons over certain content, mm-hmm. not the right. same stuff That's that right. you and I are doing. Right. So I was like, no, we need to be more in the center well, of that 
that diagram. And, and speaking of that, though, classes. Right. Well, let's talk about that. But okay. even just before the break, I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. the folks that at the last minute they, you know, they, mm-hmm. they want the approval letter and everything. Yeah. Well, along with that, this this planning, this preparation, you yeah. know, if you're thinking about buying a home, save your documents. Don't throw yes. away your bank statements. Don't, you know, make sure you know where your W-2s are. Make sure you can get hands on your pay stubs, your tax returns. Yeah, how to download the PDF files all of your all, statements, all that. All sort of that. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to teach a class on how to take a clear picture of a document <laughs> with your smartphone or to use some of the scanning t- uh, tools that are out there. Uh, because uh, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, with the photo that's taken at a 45-degree angle yeah. and, and like a candlelit dinner table or something. I don't know. But um, as a lender, we, we have to be able to use these documents. So I shouldn't be laughing because you, I know your pain. You can, you can save yourself a whole bunch of trouble uh, by, uh, by just um, – yeah, just a basic thing. You know, you hold it over the thing. Make sure there's no shadows on it. You know, it's clear. Don't, like, wiggle your hand when you're taking the picture. But uh, Not to not to necessarily push <laughs> an app. We use Tiny Scanner Pro. Yes, it's worth a couple yes, of bucks yes, yes. to be able to use that. And Absolutely. it will create PDF documents of your stuff. Yes, they're and it's awesome. Yeah, there's there's a, a few out, and that's a really good one. Yeah, um, but just my personal favorite. Little, they little, they're not getting. Well, I'm not getting paid yeah. to say that. Little things like that. If if you want your transaction to go smoothly, documents got to be clear. Uh, bank statements. You got to have all the pages. If the statement says page one of six, we need all six. You know, and and. Uh, a lot of customers will give us a screenshot, you know, from their f- off their phone of like a summary of accounts things. We can't really use those. It's got to be the actual statements. Mm-hmm. It's super easy yeah. to do those online, you know. But uh, sometimes it just takes a little bit of talking, talking through. So uh, sometimes I feel like I'm running a computer class. I had one client where uh, it was it was it took us an hour, but we got an email forwarded, and I was so happy about that, you know. But we we managed to get the documents that we needed. And uh, but but, you know, all these things are going to come up when you're buying a home and, and oftentimes even selling a home. You just got to be prepared for that. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Can yeah. I also just put a shout out for please note when someone asks you to reply all <laughs> to a message. Oh, yeah. It happens so often where I'm like, there's five people on here. Please make sure that you reply all so everybody knows the answer. And then you get just the one to you. <laughs> and you're like. Uh, okay, happened. let me spend a few minutes forwarding this to everybody and, else uh, that was on there. That we were trying happen. to save time, and it didn't didn't quite <laughs> work. Happen. That's okay. Uh, I want to mention one other thing also. Because of COVID, there's been some extra rules added into the lending requirements, and they especially impact self-employed. I've talked about this a little bit in, in some previous shows. Uh, if you are self-employed, uh, you will be asked now for a year-to-date profit and loss statement. Yes. And it's like it, it's got to be within a, the most recent 30 days. On top of that, you'll also be asked for three months of your business bank statements. And lenders are required right now. It's it's not the lender's policy. It's above us. Uh, But we're going to look at the deposits into those bank accounts and and just kind of reconcile. Do those deposits sort of sync up with the income that, that we're using to qualify you? And, and this is, can be a real challenge right now for a lot of businesses. Okay, so where my question is going to go, um, how are they handling when people have gotten the PPPs as well as the EIDL, like the emergency? Yeah, the, the PPP, you know, payroll protection mm-hmm. um, plan, plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, is not considered income. 
It's, right. it's money that you borrowed. I mean, it's a bank right. account. It's a deposit, but but it's not regular income. It's not regular No, it's not income, activity. but if it was during the time that mm-hmm. businesses were being financially impacted, right. and then maybe they also qualified for the EIDL, like mm-hmm. how, yeah. how are they – we would treat it as that. a lender. We would treat like that, like any other loan that you've taken out. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, both of those programs are not requiring monthly payments. You're not right. going to repay those, so we're not hitting you for a monthly payment on them. But we're also not counting that money okay. as income. Right. Okay. So, so it's just good. To, I mean, there. this is. I think yeah. people are going to want to know. Absolutely. You know, and and there are because self employment loans are still out there. I mean, here's mm-hmm. here's are. the difference, listeners. Back during the housing crisis. 2007 to 2010, roughly, mm-hmm. employment loans went away in like end of October, early November of 2007, and they yeah. didn't show up again for five years. That's right. And we're in another economic crisis right now of that's a different right. kind, but yet they still exist. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important distinction. Well, this is a huge thing, and thank you, our government, for doing that. Yes. Because that has kept many, many businesses alive. Right. You know, during this pandemic. So. Um, there are conditions for those, you know, and, and if right. you follow them, they'll be forgiven. You won't have to repay right. them. Yep. So it's it's a pretty incredible, well, certain kinds, yes. incredible deal, actually, yeah. you know, when, when you think about it. Yeah. So if you're self-employed, just be prepared. There's going to be some extra steps. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, be but nice. We, we'll be looking at your bank statements. So, you know, we're mm-hmm. looking at the deposits, what's going in, what's going out, you know, yep. and, and that's new. That's something that lenders have never had to worry about before. So don't be surprised if you get asked for that. Oh, no. I just had another bad thought. Uh, well, no, because I know some people get really up in arms about stuff like that, and they mm-hmm. start getting very irritated. Like yeah. they, t- they take it very personally. I was like, you know what? You don't get mad at the guy who gives you the colonoscopy. So you know, <laughs> just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it feels like that when you're going through it, but you know. Right. You're friendly, dude. You just, you're just trying to do your job, right? Well, you're just you're just trying to get through the stuff. <laughs> just a little preparation, just like the colonoscopy, a little bit of preparation up front. You know, that thing will go a lot easier. Uh, it's a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah that's right. At the uh, end of the day, you're just glad it's over with, but at least, you know, you know something. <laughs> you just reminded me to schedule something for I- my 10-year <laughs> Ten-year follow-up on on all of that, you know, every ten years. And oh last God. time, I, I made the doctor sign an affidavit that he didn't find my head up there, so I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I don't so. think your brother believes him, <laughs> regardless of whether or not you have that paper. No, my he, he just wants, and and I do too. I I just want to know who put my pants back on. Oh my I, gosh. I just woke up and it's like I'm, I got my pants on, so that was pretty interesting. So. Anywho, I'm get, we're what moving that has on. to do with real estate? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know but, oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, were we going to give our class dates? I don't think we did. We did not yet. Okay. So and, uh, we mentioned this on another show because uh, we've been holding off because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. everything else. Yep. We've been trying to decide are we going to wait till they can allow us to do it in person because we, we do a great in-person class. But we're finally just saying, you know what, let's just, let's just bypass all that. And here's the benefit. We've always been restricted by location before. Mm-hmm. So the benefit, like a lot of other businesses and such right now, is that anybody who can qualify for the Washington State Housing Finance Commission programs mm-hmm. and is interested in learning about them can attend. I think we'll probably have a limit on the number of people we'll have as attendees. Um, but it, unlike other classrooms that we have where there's a you know 10 to 25 person limit, mm-hmm. 
we can go well beyond that mm-hmm. here. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So the dates that we have on it right now are October 13th and 14th. So that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And we're doing two two-hour segments. So from 4.30 to 6.30. On so Tuesday you got to take both. You yes, you have to do days. both to get the certificate. Mm-hmm. It's required. The second one is on Saturday, November 14th from 10 to 2 p.m. We'll be going straight through on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do have to prove that you've been there through the entire thing for you to get your certificate. The certificate is two years. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that really means. Uh, I know we've talked about this class several times on here, but mm-hmm. we'll give kind of like the, the concept of how we're going to be setting it up so that people yeah. can get the true content, benefit from that, and then uh, go out and find their dream home. There you go. Okay, so we're going to talk about that as soon as we get right back after the segment of advertisers. Cool. And we'll be right back with more of Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. Did I just steal your thunder? You totally stole my... Oh, I thought we were <laughs> I think our... so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Maybe not. <laughs> well... Sometimes we, so yeah. sometimes we get so caught up on yeah, we do. talking like, in between breaks. We? What day is it? Where am I? Yeah, that's right. Well, okay. What I do know is that we, because we were just talking about the classes. Yeah. So do you want to give like a little bit of an idea of how we're going to split that two-day version sure, of the class? Sure, sure. And and uh, this is the official first-time homebuyer class, which is sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. So this is the official class, but... We do it's not. It's not the class, follow, but it's. <laughs> we do not. That's called butt monkey. We do not follow the official uh, first-time homebuyer class PowerPoint. We don't follow anything official. No, no, we don't. It's ours is far more interesting, as you can probably surmise from this show today, uh, that uh, we go deep into life skills, things that you need to know about managing your credit and about about qualifying and, 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 and about the real estate process and what you need to know mm-hmm. to avoid making some big and costly and, and dumb mistakes. Yes. You know, that's the whole point of this class yes. is to get you educated. Avoid the heinous we're mistakes. All, we're about the education. You know, we really, really, truly are. Yeah. And, and we, we may not always our, sound educated, but <laughs> I still love wearing that T-shirt you got me of, of Faber. Oh, Faber yeah. Faber College, where knowledge is good. Knowledge is good. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs> Animal absolutely. House, if anybody. I also have a Callahan Auto Parts um, T-shirt, too, which is from Tommy Boy, another one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so I, I believe that. That gives you an idea of the genre that I'm interested in. Yes. Uh, so, so this class, the way we're going to do this, on, on it's going to be so Tuesday and Wednesday, October 13th and 14th. It's going to run from 4.30 to about 6.30, and we can extend that on if there's questions and things like that, of course. So the first day on the 13th, we're going to get into – um, the finance end of it, uh, qualifying guidelines and credit and and things you need to know about cash required to close. We'll talk about special programs that will allow you to buy a home with zero down. 
or pretty close to zero down. We're going to talk about PMI, mortgage insurance, that's Private required when insurance. you have less than a 20% down payment and mm-hmm. different ways to structure that. If you actually take... It sounds fascinating so far. It is. <laughs> hey, it is. Oh, I know it sounds dry, but we make it it's interesting. Not. It's not. Yeah, that's the thing. We always have so many questions about that. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap that up on the 13th. And then on Wednesday, the 14th, Reva is going to talk about the real estate process. Yes. And, and I know that sounds boring, uh, <laughs> but it, that will not it's be. everything yeah. HGTV never taught you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like critical thinking skills yeah, about like, when you're buying a house. Like not fake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How to look beyond the photos. Mm-hmm. How to know what to look for in inspections. That's right. You know, all those kinds of things and the process itself. With and a, that there's this thing called a legal contract mm-hmm. with deadlines with, that you need to follow. With a good smattering of some horror stories thrown in there. You Love know. the smattering. Yep, yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so this class, we have uh, so many folks that have taken this class over the years. And uh, I know mm-hmm. for Reba, you've been teaching that with me for... 17, 16, 18, 17 something years? like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm 18 years in the business yeah, now. I think I've been teaching it over 20 years. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of uh, customers at the election. Actually, we're working on our second generation. They're seeing their yeah. kids... To take the class. Yes. And, we uh, have we have two generations that sometimes come together to the class. Do. It's pretty yeah. awesome. It's, uh, I love it. It's pretty fun, yeah. Got, yeah. got the older ones yelling at the younger ones, you need to do this. And, <laughs> you know, let's get going. So I want you out of the house. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, yes, we've had multiples of those kinds of things along with, there's one gentleman in particular, his son's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what... Right now, if there's not veterans who are or just active military going for it, oh, my gosh. We have so much military around here. Come on. It's the greatest program ever. Zero down. It's amazing. Interest rates in the mid-twos. Yeah. Twos. Yeah. It's not so. It's it's no PMI. Yeah. I mean. That alone is such a tremendous savings. Holy cow. Love, love, love working with our veterans. Yes. You know, so that's a good thing. Which just. um, I just took a class that was focused on working with veterans because, I mean, I've worked with veterans for 18 Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. But as I'm doing some of my, um, you know, CE credits. And so I just had a renewal in August for my birthday. Yeah. And one of the classes I took was specifically around working with military and just like learning a lot more about how they. Acronyms. um, Acronyms. And like someone's an E5 versus like an E7. And, you know, all this other sure. kind of stuff. So it was it was it was very interesting and eye opening because I know a lot about it. But this actually gave me a bit more context, which yeah. I thought was very, very that's, useful. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, essentially, you know, if, if you are a veteran or even if you're active military, if you've been in the service for more than 90 days, you're going to be eligible for uh, zero down VA financing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. And if you are a veteran and have any service related disability uh, VA will waive their funding fee, which is over two percent of the loan amounts typically mm-hmm. financed. You know, but that's a fantastic thing. And yeah. and recently, uh, a bill was also passed called the U.S. Navy Blue Water Act, which right. if you are active military and have a Purple Heart, your VA funding fee will be waived. Yep. So some wonderful, wonderful programs. Yes, absolutely. So, anyway, so we'll talk about those in our, in our uh, online class as well, as long as we have folks mm-hmm. that, if you're a veteran and, and we've got yeah. the interest for that, we're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, if we have people who, who yeah. qualify for it, absolutely right. we will. That's right. And if you prefer to just do a one-day one day class, that's November 14th. That's a Saturday. It's going to run from 10 to 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, Reba, yes. how do people register if they're interested? Please send an email to info at teamreba.com and just you know we need to have your name 
We need a cell phone number and an email address for you. And that's for all the parties that you're going to have attending because if you're in a couple, if you're going to qualify for some of these programs, you both need to be in attendance. Mm -hmm. And so we need each of your contact information. And that's one of the things is we are required to still meet the state requirements, which is your contact information. We will be sending out documents that you have to fill out that the state will ask for back Mm -hmm. that has some of your information. Um, But the other thing is that because we're going to do this in like a Zoom webinar format, we will need you to be on screen the whole time. Mm -hmm. You can't say, hi, I've got two people from my household coming and only one of you is on camera. Right. Like we need to know that you're both there. Mm-hmm. So the state does require us to monitor and make sure. So usually when Eric's talking, I have to be there and you know, I'm always right, checking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Doing all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and, and also we both fill in a little bit of information to some of the scenarios that we provide during the class require us to interact together during mm-hmm. that. Um, and then same thing, cause the next day, if you're doing the two day class, Eric's got to be on there too. While I'm doing all of my my piece of it, he's going to be checking to make sure that everybody's still staying on camera and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So, um, so, but we're really kind of excited because this is a whole new way for us to do this because, mm-hmm. you know, our listenership is a fairly broad area around here in the Puget Sound area. And this is an opportunity that if you've ever felt restricted by your location and, you know, the distance to go to where one of our classes has been, right. we no longer have that. Now it's just, can you get into a Zoom call, which you can do by phone or laptop or whatever device that you're using, and it's super easy. So Mm -hmm. as we have people signing up, we will be sending out then the login information so that you'll have it for attending on that day. Yep, absolutely. Should be fun. This will be be interesting. Yes. Thankfully, you and I will be testing this beforehand. (laughs) This isn't our first rodeo. You and I have sat through a gazillion different Zoom calls and things like that. So it'll be somewhat similar. We're going to try and remove that element. That I mean, everyone's done enough Zoom calls, I think, nowadays that hopefully we won't have the same issues that I have on some of my That's conference right. calls where I'm like, so there's almost always someone having trouble connecting and you know, whatever, but um, hopefully we will not run into those issues, but uh, we will, as we get closer to the dates uh, and have signups, we will check to see kind of what our maximum capacity mm-hmm. can be. Sure. Uh, we don't have a restriction by area right now, but we may have to say, Hey, we need to cut off by X amount for just paperwork and yep. And, you know, seeing what Zoom can handle from uh, a technology standpoint. Sure. Right. Sure. Well, okay. I'm sure we'll be fine for all of that. Yes. It should be fun. Yes. So um, I know you mentioned, uh, not that this is a direct segue, but one of the things that I brought in that I wanted to talk about on the show, I know you were talking about like uh, military and perhaps anyone who's gotten a Purple Heart or mm-hmm. had uh, an issue during service. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I hadn't even thought about how that's a little bit of a segue into one of the things I wanted to bring up, which is service animals. Yeah. Because we know that on occasion, you know, maybe people aren't flying as much as they were, but pre-pandemic, there was a bunch of people, you know, making jokes about the, you know, service animals on planes and the horses and the peacocks and the, you know, like ridiculousness that it was getting to with some of that. But when it comes to real estate, um, the American Disabilities Act does still have, um, you know, a need to make sure that, you know, landlords uh, are thinking about service animals. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've ever broached this topic directly Not on the really. show. Not really. I don't think so. Right? No. So, again, while I was saying I was having to do a bunch of CE credits before my renewal in August, um, one of the ones that came up was talking about the ADA 
and service animals and how they fit into the real estate world. Mm -hmm. So it it starts off with like um, definition of a service animal. What is a service animal? And according to this document that comes from the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division Disability Rights Section, it's under the ADA, a service animal is defined as a dog that has been individually trained to do work or perform tasks for an individual with a disability. The task or tasks performed by the dog must be directly related to the person's disability. And so then it starts getting into a lot of the things that then people are like, well, what's that mean exactly? What does do work or perform tasks mean? Mm-hmm. And so that might be, uh, say, somebody with diabetes has a dog that's trained to alert them when their blood sugar reaches a high or a low level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be for somebody with depression that has a dog trained to remind them to take medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example is a person with epilepsy that has a dog trained to detect the onset of a seizure and helps get them to a safe place. Right. So those are some of the examples. It's not the only ones, but they are some of the examples. Um, They do not count emotional support, therapy, comfort or companion animals as service animals under the ADA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a big difference. But you're also not allowed to ask. You can't say what is your medical situation. I mean, that violates HIPAA. So you got to be careful about, about this that. document. I'm going to recommend, especially if you're a landlord, I'm going to recommend that you go to this website that it's ada.gov on the website and you can find this directly to get this. But we're going to talk about this more when we get back from these messages here on Open House with Team Reba and we'll be talking service animals. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside, out of order. There you go. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Who's definitely out of order. I'm always out of order. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking service animals here. Yeah. And it was interesting because right before we went into the break, you said, or during the break, you're like, oh, you can't ask. You can't ask well, somebody. And that's what's so great about this document Mm -hmm. because it helps you know exactly what you can and cannot do. Right. So the thing you can't ask is like, oh, what's wrong with you? You Yeah, that would be one. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't. No. You can't can't. outright ask a question like that. Some of the things that – but the the words that come out of the mouths of of people or real estate agents sometimes frightens me. Right. No, I totally get it. Well, be so careful about that. But see, here's the thing. So it – it's also situational dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the other things is I just said no therapy, comfort, support animals are not considered service animals under the ADA. However, remember there's all these different levels of government, mm-hmm. right? So the thing is you now have to be just aware of, well, where are you? Yeah. Because some state and local governments have laws that say, hey, emotional support animals are allowed in this public space, mm-hmm. right? So right. you have to check Right. You can't just be like, oh, well, over there, it's that. So it must be this way here. Like, mm-hmm. you got to know. Right. right? right. It's kind of like fair housing. Fair mm-hmm. housing has completely different rules across different parts of the nation. Right. Right. Like we have some of the strictest here in terms of I should say strictest. We have the most um, groups who are covered right. under right. fair housing. Well, right. Protected classes, they like to call it. I think the best way to, to think about it is a service animal is not a pet. They're, they're right. not a companion. Exactly. They're, they're doing a job. Yes. 
And uh, even even when you're renting a property out, if if your if your tenant has a service animal, you're not allowed to collect ec- extra fees or deposits for that animal. Correct. You know, you can you, you they'd have, still have to pay for you know damage or something. If exactly. Cause damage, but but you can't charge extra. Yes, that is absolutely true. And the thing is, is like, you know, um, you also have to know whether or not. Uh, so, like, they talk about service animals don't have to be quote-unquote professionally trained like you can train your own service dog Mm -hmm. um so you don't have to go through a professional program but it does have to have been trained in advance like you can't be like oh i'm in the position of working with my dog right now like that like it has to be something that is set up in advance um so here's one of the things general rules what questions can a covered entity's employees ask to determine if if a dog is a service animal so in situations where it's not obvious that the dog is a service animal, staff may ask only two specific questions. One, is the dog a service animal required because of a disability? Okay. And two, what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? Oh, interesting. Okay. Staff are not allowed to request any documentation for the dog, require that the dog demonstrate its task, or inquire about the nature of the person's disability. So it stays within HIPAA mm-hmm. within that context. Pretty tight tight guardrails on It that. is tight guardrails, but if you only have those three questions and you have mm-hmm. that in a place where your property manager or whoever's helping you with mm-hmm. managing a property or sure. yourself, sure, very simple list, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really simple list, right? Yeah. And they don't require – like you might in, um, come up a, upon a situation and you're like, well, where's their vest? Dogs are not required to wear specific gear no uniform. to identify them, yeah. right? They're right. not required to wear a uniform. Most people don't like wearing uniforms. Mm-hmm. Why would a dog? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just I don't joking, blame them. But yeah, <laughs> although lots of people put their dogs in outfits. Right. <laughs> so, so the handler is 100% you know, behind having to take care of their own animal. There's, there's no transference of someone else being responsible now, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's some other questions in here. I'm going to leave it to our listeners that if they need to know this, they can go to the ADA.org website to mm-hmm. download this document. Um, but, you know, some of it gets into what kind of like food places, hotels, public places, that kind of thing. So this is a, a much more wide ranging, um, you know, can they go into hospitals and things like that? But for me, I thought it was um, super important that we at least address this on the show because mm-hmm. we've covered so many other areas, right? Yeah. And other things are also necessary. City requires dogs to be vaccinated. Does my service animal have to fit into that? Yes, of course. they do. Yeah. Uh, they require them to be registered and licensed in a city. Does this apply to my service animal? Yes, of course. My city requires me to register my dog as a service animal. Is this legal under the ADA? No. Oh, good to know. Mandatory registration of service animals is not permissible under the ADA. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. So um, just says that as stated, they're subject to the same licensing and vaccination rules that are applied to all dogs. I think that I think if you did require them to be registered as a service animal, then you, again, might be getting into that HIPAA you know, uh, pro- issue. Possibly. Right. Because now yeah. you're identifying the owner. Right. As that. Yeah. Good point. Right. <laughs> so I think that's a big part of it. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, there's also like if you're going to have uh, a service animal in like colleges, local government buildings, things like that. There may be some um, voluntary registry programs, but yeah, they're not yeah. a requirement, right? And then uh, can service animals be of any breed of dog? 
Yes. ADA does not restrict the type of dog breeds that can be service animals. So this is going to be an important thing if you're a property owner because you're going to want to really understand what you have to contend with. Because mm-hmm. I know as a landlord myself, my insurance company won't allow me to have dogs in my rentals. Now, under ADA, I have to make exceptions. But I also know that there are insurance companies that put restrictions on breeds. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, right, again, right. Mm-hmm. you're going to want to look into these things for yourself to know exactly the situation so that you don't maybe make the mistake of trying to say no to somebody who has a full legal right. If it's, you know, frequently Dobermans, Germans, Pitbulls, there's all kinds of breeds that frequently get called out by Mm -hmm. the insurance companies. Uh, Frankly, I think Chihuahuas are the most dangerous. I think those are some of the nastiest. I mean, they're they're cute. They're I know friends well, I've never with been chihuahuas. Attacked by one, I've had one pee on my shoe. I on. have. <laughs> I I've had one draw mass like blood out oh, of my hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was one of my girlfriend's dogs, and it just you know it was three pound chihuahua, and he did the most damage to me of any animal I've ever been around besides a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I'm just saying, you know, landlords. You know, it's it's worth it. We talk a lot about different other landlord issues here. We're talking about like on one of our recent shows, we were talking about you know the the mandatory eviction. Um, uh, what's the other term I'm looking for? Right? The, uh, unlawful taking of property. well, it was the unlawful I mean, we taking, but it was the mandatory eviction uh, stays the moratorium. Thank you. And you know, so we we talk about all these other things, right. but other ways that a landlord could find themselves in a bit of hot water. Well, and always a good good advice, you know, no matter what. Anytime you're renting your home out, take lots and lots of pictures before yes. and after, you know, so yes. that you have good good documentation of everything. I always use a checklist, you know, to go through it as well. And that may be some a question to ask also to a prospective tenant if they do have a service animal. Are there uh, certain things that you uh, maybe want to do to prep the home, you know, for having an animal in it, you know, things that might get chewed or damaged. Right. Know, um, yeah. Of course, you know, the hardwood floors or, or things like that. Oh, I can tell you some dogs uh, in stressful situations, uh, the trim around corners of houses mm-hmm. are frequently damaged by right. dogs who mm-hmm. are gnawing either out of boredom or frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I know my house has got some trim that's like that right now because mm-hmm. my dog was teething, mm-hmm. you know, as a puppy and he was like, Oh, this tastes yeah. great. You know, like this is wonderful. And I'm thinking that's got chemicals in it, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's not bright enough for that. Oh, well, that's you know, I'll so attest to that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did sneak out on me again the other day. Did he? Oh, it's not just. I was out watering the plants, and all of a sudden, it was like a little yellow ghost <laughs> scooted back. Like just, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw him. And he ran down the street. He's got a new buddy, Timon, and so he made. He, I couldn't get him back with the greenies. He just like made a beeline straight for my friend Lisa's house. So, oh well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I just thought that was an important thing for us to do, uh, and cover. And uh, we hope everyone learned a little something today on our show and that many of you will be interested in coming to the class coming up. There you go. Well, thank you all for listening in and you're taking time out of your weekend. Hope that was all worth your time. We're going to be here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and Sundays from 3 to 4 o'clock or check out our podcast as well. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. 
Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The Answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.